here, and welcome to another week of Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak, and it's so good to be back with you here again. Today is Monday, it's October the 4th, and we're going to talk about a very difficult command, a challenging one given to us by Jesus, love one another. You know, this is one of those commands that we, we know it. I mean, it's, it's very hard to say that we've never heard this before, especially if we're Christian. We've heard it before, but let's talk today a little bit about what it means. We'll look at the gospel from today's Mass, and uh, today is... On this day, Jesus tells the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan. We'll talk a little bit about that. And, you know, we'll, we'll do what I like to do. We'll point it back to ourselves and look at ourselves in light of this parable and, and try to come up with some takeaway. You know, where do, where do we go from here? Where does, uh, where does Jesus want us to go with this parable? I mean, I think one of the, the big mistakes that we can make, we do it often, I, I do this frequently, is we'll look at a parable like this and we'll, or with any gospel passage or any Bible passage for that matter, and we'll sometimes think that, well, that's a really good story or or it's either that or look at it and say, well, so what? It really doesn't matter or just, just not react at all. But every time we read scripture, we have the opportunity to have a, a dialogue with the Lord. He speaks to us through scripture and then, then it's up to us. What do we want to say or how do we want to respond in return, I, I mean, you know, um, he's not saying these things in Scripture for no reason. He he wants us to change our lives, and if if the way we read the Bible and the way we pray isn't somehow impacting the way we live, if we're not changing because of what we read and our prayer life, then then something's wrong. And and you know, this is um, this has been an ongoing struggle for me. Because it's it's I, I tend to be a speed reader when it comes to the Bible, and and I just sometimes ignore the fact that God is speaking to me in the Bible, and he and he wants me to react in a certain way. He wants me to do something. So let let's try to do that today. Let's look at this this challenging gospel. No doubt it's a challenging gospel, and try to see what we can do, what changes we can make. Okay, and and I think it's going to be obvious. And, uh, and then we all, you know, it's going to be obvious what we need to do in general. But then each of us has to look at the specifics in our own lives and, and apply the general lesson to our own specific instances uh, or, or circumstances, I think is a better word. So that's what we're going to do today. I hope you can stick around for the entire show. You know, there's always a chair reserved for you at my table as we sit around. We talk about the good news. Um trying to think if there's any news that I'm supposed to tell you. We'll talk more on the other side of the prayer, and uh, maybe I'll think of something by then. <laughs> if you'll join me now, let's put ourselves in the presence of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Father in heaven, it's so good to be with you. It's so good to be in your presence. Father, we we come before you today. We acknowledge that you are all-powerful. We acknowledge that you are all-loving. We acknowledge that you are omnipresent. You are present everywhere, and that means you're present with us. As I look around, Father, I can't see you, but that makes perfect sense because you are pure spirit, and and as such, you're invisible. So I don't expect to be able to see you. But, Father, I, I thank you for hearing these words. I thank you for allowing me to address you. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to present my needs to you. Father, I I thank you for all that you have done for all of us 
the fact that you have sustained our lives from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time, that's pretty impressive, and we're very grateful for that. Thank you for allowing us to come to you, to call you Father. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world. And thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to guide us. Father, we ask you to accept our intentions this day. We ask you to keep us free from the, the, the temptation of sin. Grant us the grace that we need to please you by our actions, by our thoughts, by our words. And please use me this day, Father, as your instrument, your instrument in the world by relating, by using me to deliver the message that you have for us today. Please open all of our minds finally to be receptive to the message that you you wish me to deliver today. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. And um, it is really good to be back on the air with you. hope you did have a fantastic weekend. And uh, we're, we're getting ready to kick off a new week. We are kicking off a new week of the program. I've been, I've been busy lately promoting Journey with God, my latest book, Finding Peace and Happiness. Now, if you do want to get a copy of the book, the easiest thing to do is go right to my website, followingthetruth.com. Go right to the website, and you can get the book from there. While you're there, consider signing up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. I think you'll enjoy that once you um, once you receive it. It's it's a Bible verse. It's a reflection. It's very short, and I send, I send you one email a day. I'm not going to spam you, and uh, I'd really appreciate it if you would sign up. I think it'll help you. Please spread the word. It doesn't cost anything, and you're free to unsubscribe at any point in time. It's something that I've been doing for Wow. Um, a while. I, I don't remember when I first started it. Probably about a year now. And it, it's amazing. I, when I first started the, the, the email reflection, I thought, well, I'll do this. It was during the pandemic and everybody was locked down. And I thought, I, I need to start doing this. And I'll do it until I can't do it anymore. Well, thanks be to God, I, I don't think I've ever missed one. And that's that's. And I write these myself. I a lot of times try to key them off of the the daily mass reading. Sometimes I'll dig into one of one of my books, but I write these myself every day. I don't hire anybody to write them for me, and I, I just ask the Holy Spirit what I'm supposed to talk about, and I and I share these things. They're designed to give you some peace. So if you're somebody that needs a little extra peace, please consider signing up for Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. All you all you need to do is su- supply your email address. It asks for your name if you want, but you don't have to. All you need to do is give me your email address or submit it to the um, the uh, box that comes up when you go to uh, when you click on the button on followingthetruth.com and uh, you'll be all set you'll start receiving these emails once a day so again the place to go is followingthetruth.com for all information about my work about my new book about my daily email reflection and uh, for if you want to see some video samples of my work followingthetruth.com all right i'm going to take a sip of my water as we prepare to go forward. So, this gospel that I'm going to share with you today, it's a tough one. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan. 
And I want to set it up and talk a little bit about it. And I, I want to mention, bring out a couple little details about it too, okay? So it's Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus. You know, let me, let me just stop it right there. A scholar of the law, in some translations, a lawyer. I mean, this is, this is who we have. Somebody who knows the law, the Mosaic law. And, he, and he's trying to test Jesus. Luke tells us that his intentions are not good here. You know, and this gives us the example, an example, of when we have a question, you know, if we're trying to figure something out, when we're trying to understand something that's happen, happening to us and we're, we're praying about it, do we have the right attitude? Are we just saying, why, Lord, why, why, why? I don't, I don't want to do this. Why are you doing this to me? Or are we saying, why, Lord, is this happening and, and how can I respond? Or what are you trying to teach me? You know, there, there, that openness and I think the Lord is looking for us to have that openness. And do we? I, I wish I did all the time. I, I know I don't always. Uh, it's changing um, I'm, through the work of the Holy Spirit. I, I feel that I'm more open to God's will than I was in the past. But there are still times when I challenge him. And I don't really want to accept what he's allowing to happen in my life. So we have this teacher who is standing up to Jesus and saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, on the surface, if we didn't know this guy was trying to trap Jesus or to test him, we'd say this is a, this is a good question. So really what it depends upon is, is often the motivation of your heart. Like, what, what is your intention when you're asking the Lord questions or when you're approaching him and when you read scripture, are you really trying to honestly be open to what the Lord wants you to do? Or are you closed-minded? When you read a parable like this of the Good Samaritan, I mean, we all know what the, what the deal is, what the story is. Are we, are we open to what the Lord has to tell us or have we already made up our mind? You know, I just bring up these points because... These are, these are things to consider as we, as we open the scriptures and begin to read. What must I do to it inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Now, he knew this individual, this scholar of the law, this lawyer, knew the law. So he knew that he would be able to regurgitate the answer. He said in reply to Jesus, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus responded to him, or he answered correctly. I'm sorry, he replied to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. You know, it, it's interesting. On the surface, this guy, this scholar of the law, he knew what was required of somebody to, to, to follow the Lord and inherit eternal life. He knew the details, you know, but now let's look at what happens next. But because he wished to justify himself. Now, see, this guy was, he wasn't in this for the right reasons. He was trying to look good. And he was trying to really trip Jesus up or test him. 
he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, see, this was, can you imagine like Jesus is always dealing with these people who are challenging him, who are trying to get him to mess up, who are trying to prove him wrong, who are trying to, you know, uh, have him slip up and say something that will, that will incriminate him. You know, that, that's what they were always trying to do. So Jesus tells this parable. A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, and, and the priest was really following the law because the man who was who was stripped and beaten and half dead, he was technically at this point unclean because he was, he was obviously bleeding. And that, that mosaic prohibition of touching anyone unclean or coming in contact with, with blood, such as, you know, the lepers, they were unclean. Really, this, this priest was following the law. And likewise, a Levite, Jesus said, came to the place. And when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Again, somebody who was following the, the written law. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Now this is, it's a really tough story. And the reason is, what, what Jesus is doing is sort of, he's trying to raise the bar for these individuals. Remember, Jesus came to reveal the Father to the world. And he often did that by going against these the, the religious leaders because many of them had become hypocrites. They were going through the motions. They were technically following the law as, uh, you know, at least uh, the law as, as presented to Moses, or at least they think they're following the law, but their hearts are not in the right place. And Jesus is using some of these extreme examples to try to get their attention and to get and to get them to wake up and to understand that there's more to the law than just making sure your I's are dotted and your T's crossed. You need to be living this law. You know, there's more to being a Christian than going to church every Sunday. And going to church every Sunday is definitely part of it. We want it, we have to do that. That's an obligation. But that's not enough. For a follower of Christ, we have to live it twenty four seven, you know. And and as somebody who, for years, didn't live it, I, I know what it's like to go through the motions. I'm really good at it, you know. I really am good at going through the motions. I know what it's like to just think 
Well, this is all I have to do, and then I'm a good Catholic. I go to Mass, and that's really it. But there's really a lot more to it than that. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, you guys are, you're, you're following the rules, but your hearts are not in the right place. So he comes up with this example of what it means to really love your neighbor and to take care of your neighbor. He used a Samaritan. This is a radical example because Samaritans are the enemies, were the enemies of the Jews. They wanted nothing to do with each other. He's using this foreigner who was maybe, you know, and I, and I can't speak for Jesus, but when I look at this story, what I see is, is a person, a man, who is not so locked into the law, the letter of the law, and as such, he, he's able to see to the core of the law, the reason for the law, which is mercy, which is uh, love of, of neighbor, and, and he's able to execute it because... He's not held back by the burden of the law. Now, don't get me wrong. The teachings of the church, if we love Jesus, we absolutely must obey the teachings of the church. But if there's, and I'm I'm just going to give you a quick example, and this is something that, you know, happened to me in the past. I I like to go to daily mass, and I've always been fortunate for the, the recent past to be able to go to daily mass. I remember there were a few occasions when my, when my daughters were smaller, were younger, and, uh, and they weren't feeling well, or something was happening around the house, and, and I had to stay home. I, I just felt it was the right thing to do to stay home. But I wanted to go to daily mass, you know, which is what I wanted to do and what I thought God wanted me to do. But in reality, what God wanted me to do was take care of my family. And that that can even apply to a Sunday obligation. What the church teaches there is that if you're taking care of somebody sick or you're sick yourself, then the obligation to go to Mass on Sunday is lifted. You know, you don't want to abuse that. But on the other hand, you don't want to ignore the fact that oftentimes God expects us to be inconvenienced and to give up our ways of serving him in order to serve him in unexpected ways. He allows these circumstances to happen in our lives, people to get sick, unexpected events to occur. He allows these things to happen because he wants to stretch us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to live our faith not just on Sunday, but every day. And when, when you look at this parable, you see an example of what it means to really live your faith and not let the law get in the way. Now, unfortunately, what we have is some people will, will take this to the, the extreme and they'll completely get rid of the idea or discard the idea of going to Mass on Sunday or not following the teachings of the church because of the fact that they don't think it's important, or, uh, you know, God doesn't want me to follow the letter of the law. He wants you to follow the letter of the law, but there are always exceptions. And following the letter of the law without following the law in your heart, and obviously this Samaritan 
who took care of somebody in need. That was someone who followed the law in his heart. This is challenging. This is not easy. Because I um, I was just reading today. Um, I'm getting prepared for a talk. I'm going to be speaking in the area to a to a Catholic business group in a, in a couple of days, and I was I was looking at the talk that um, that I'm going to be giving, and I I was looking into my my new book, and and I talk about the fact that it's easier to serve an invisible God than invisible people, because the God that I serve, the invisible God that I serve. He, he doesn't impose too many burdens on me. If, if I set it up that I'm just, you know, if, if, if I set it up that all I do every day is open my prayer book and spend time with the Lord, that's a good thing. But, but see, out of that prayer should grow the desire to serve him in, in real ways. You know, he just doesn't want me to read about him all day. He wants me to do something. Now, it's possible you can't get out of the house and the only way you can serve God is through prayer. That's an important way to do it. Prayer and fasting, if you can do that, that's very powerful. But for some of us, we can get out and we can get involved with other people. But it's hard. You know, this is this is what's happening now that the world is, is starting to get back into, um, uh, starting to somewhat get back to normal and things are opening up. We're realizing, and I'm personally realizing, that people can be very challenging. It's hard to work with people. So it's, it's a lot easier to serve an invisible God than it is to serve a visible person, especially when that person has a, an abrasive personality or, or is demanding. You know, th- that's not easy. But when we look at this, this, uh, good, this parable of the Good Samaritan, we see somebody who wasn't concerned about being inconvenienced. He truly loved this other person, which is what we're all called to do. Love is to will the good of another, according to St. Thomas Aquinas. And and that requires effort. That re- That requires selflessness. And for many of us, that's not easy. Because it's much easier to take care of yourself or to maintain your your state of comfort. But in order to truly serve God in serving others, you've got to step out of that. You've got to get out of yourself, which really is difficult. So that's the that's the parable of the Good Samaritan. And you know, it's a it's it's a challenging story to put into practice. Because it requires work, it requires being uncomfortable, it requires doing something instead of just thinking about doing something. That's another, uh, that's another um, trap that we fall into sometimes. The idea that, well, I'm going to start doing this or reading a story like this and saying, yeah, I, I should be better to... Um, to those in need, and and I'm going to really do that one day. And sometimes we can lull ourselves into this false sense of of security just by thinking of what we're going to do. But in reality, there are people around us who are ready for us to love, 
to, or to be loved by us. They're, they need us to do something, and we're ignoring them because of the fact that we're just thinking that, well, I really should do this one day. and then But in the meantime, there's a good show on TV tonight, so I'm just going to relax, and, and one of these days I'll get to it. You know, that's, that's a danger that we can all fall into. And we really should be careful about that. And, you know, when we hear a story like this, well, what can we do right now? You're in your home, or or maybe you're in your home right now. Maybe you're at the office. Maybe you're, uh, you know, I don't know what you're doing right now. But what can you do today to to love somebody in a similar way to the way this, this Samaritan loved the man in need? What can you do? You know, what can we all do? What concrete action can you take? And I would say do that action today. Make it, make it a point to do that. Or maybe something will become apparent to you. Or also, you know, make it a point to say, well, the minute I encounter somebody in need today, I am going to do something. So as I go about my business, as I, as I come home from work today, or what, you know, whatever you're doing, I'm going to make it a point to not ignore somebody in need and who that person is really is dependent upon your own particular situation, you know. Uh, but it's it's very easy to just use this story, this parable, as as a nice story and say, yeah, I, I like that, or yeah, this guy was really good, or that priest, he was, he didn't do what he was supposed to be doing. Rather than, what am I supposed to do when I hear it? What am I supposed to do? So, that's that. Um, if you have questions, if you have any questions about anything we talked about today, please feel free to email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. That's G-A-R-Y at followingthetruth.com. In the meantime, I hope you have a great night. And please remember that I am now booking speaking engagements, either talks or retreats or parish missions for, for 2022 primarily. Um, if you are interested, I still have some openings in 2021. Not too many, uh, because we're, we've only got a few months left. But if you need something for Advent, don't hesitate to reach out. I have very limited amount of um, openings for Lent of 2022. So just send me an email at Gary at followingthetruth.com if you are interested, or contact me through my website, followingthetruth.com. I would love to come out and speak at your parish or your conference and, and share the good news. So just get in touch with me if you would like to, uh, if you'd like to bring me in. It's, uh, I was on um, Sirius XM Satellite Radio earlier today on, on Gus Lloyd's program talking with him about this. It is so good to be, out to, to be able to get back out into the world and start spreading the good news with real people again. You know, the virtual stuff, it worked. It was a way to get it done when we all couldn't get together. But it's really nice to get back into the world and interact with real people again such is the case of this this good samaritan you know he he got to really put his his money where his mouth was and really put uh, the lord's commands into practice and it's something that we can all do if we look for the opportunities okay i'm going to run thanks for listening god willing i'll talk to you tomorrow bye-bye now